This is the Context Podcast sponsored by Geist Interactive. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. Claris FileMaker 19, the first open platform release, continues to make waves in the FileMaker community. There's a lot to talk about and digest and learn. Today, Big Tom talks with me about one of the features he's very excited about, the FileMaker add-ons. Tom shares his knowledge of the new feature thus far in his testing. We don't spend time talking about how to create add-ons, that will come in a later podcast episode, but rather what you can do with them, what kinds of add-ons might people make, and how we'd like to see them distributed. It's a good conversation. Tom also shares what he's learned about as he has played with the add-ons. During the conversation, I ask a question that I don't know the answer to, and neither does Tom, so we do some coding real-time to discover the answer. FileMaker add-ons are a great addition to the open platform, and we're excited to see what the FileMaker community can do. So let's talk about add-ons. Hey, welcome, Tom. Welcome again back to the Context Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well, Jeremy. Thanks for having me back. You're always doing well every time I bring you back. So um, that was the live response. That wasn't a recorded response from a previous episode, but you're always doing well. That's good. I tried. <laughs> tried. That's good. Uh, all right. Well, uh, you know, I uh, FileMaker 19 is just been released within the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's, uh, as Todd said in a previous episode, it, it's the biggest uh, release since FileMaker 7. And uh, if you listen to that episode, you know that I I kind of was confused because every every version he says it's the biggest release. <laughs> but uh, right. 19... I, I had said something that, <laughs> to, that Todd had heard that this, I felt this was the, the largest release since 16. And he said, no, 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 this is it's the largest since 7. <laughs> so, yeah, he's... I started with FileMaker in version 12, so that's my, my starting point of reference. But I understand that 7 brought a lot of big paradigm changes for what FileMaker was at the time. But this is a really big release. It's got so many really features that seem like they're small, but have a, an immense impact on what you're able to do with the platform now. So... Before we get into the topic of the day, which is going to be add-ons, we're going to you and me are going to talk about that. What other features are you really amazed at? You're astounded by. You're going to be using and are using right now. Execute data API. You like that step? Execute, yeah, execute data API is really good. The new tools that you can run JavaScript in FileMaker. That's huge. That's mm-hmm. bigger than we can even imagine right now. Yeah, and and Todd and I are going to talk about that a lot. I, you know, just very briefly, I'm, I think you might have said it too somewhere, but the possibilities are going to be ama- are endless. Um, hopefully, we can get the JavaScript crowd to be a part of it. I I would feel like this could be a whole new market for the JavaScript people to build little old me an add-on that will change how my database looks and interacts with uh, with uh, my users. So um, yeah, I'm excited about that one too, but I've always been excited about that. So, um, so <laughs> let's talk about add-ons. Um, add-ons are another f- awesome feature that, you know, it's been around, they've been around for a ver- at least a version, FileMaker uh, 17, I think they came, 17 or 18. 
Um, but now we're really just talking about them. Why are we talking about them now? Well, the thing that's amazing about it now is that you can really compile an entire module of schema with relationships, with scripts, all of this, right? You can put that all together and then it becomes really easy for the user at the other end to just hit the plus button, drag and drop. It's there. It's done. So, so the key to that, of course, is that we can make our own now. Um, previously in, in FileMaker 18, um, add-ons were available and they were very limited in scope. They did some you know, interesting things where they maybe added a notes, uh, the notes schema and scripts to any um, of your apps, right? But those were all provided by FileMaker, uh, right. by Claris. They were all provided by Claris, and they're nice. They do what they do, and they're really good examples of showing someone how to develop certain types of scripts and schema. Uh, that are a little above and beyond what might be in the starter solutions or what might be in what they're working with. It gives them a jump start to be able to use those kinds of features, but they are limited. They're, they aren't very customizable uh, by a developer until after the fact. So what we really have now is the ability to build something from scratch as a developer that we feel is absolutely what a particular user or business would want. And then we're able to provide that to them so it's easy to install into their system. This week's episode is brought to you by FM Perception. FM Perception is ready at this moment for FileMaker Pro 19, and we recommend you take a look at what FM Perception offers you in intelligence for this newest release. FM Perception, among its other features, lists all the standard functions in FileMaker Pro and shows you the number of times and all of the instances where you've used that function. FM Perception also now indicates which of these functions had behavior changes from previous versions. FM Perception is still the only real-time developer intelligence tool out there, allowing you to learn about or look up something about your app while you're working in your app. It takes just a few seconds to open up a new database design report in FM Perception so you can get some information about a layout or a field without breaking your workflow. Download the 14-day trial of FM Perception version 19 and see how smarter you will be about your custom app. So let's explore, let's start by, um, you mentioned add-ons, um, schema, scripts, and stuff. Um, and there is documentation out there about the whole scope of what an add-on is, but it, why don't you, since you've been playing with them, talk to us about everything that's included that you know that you've seen so far that's included in this add-on package, and then we'll we'll get into how we would use them and such. But um, why don't you describe an add-on for us? Describe it in, generally, like in a conceptual way, and then tell us what's included in the package. So. Add-ons in general are this package where you can put together, like I said, schema, you can hook in relationships, you can add layouts, you can add scripts, 
You can add custom functions, menus, themes. Uh, what else am I missing, right? There's just so many. Um, yeah, it's anything It's anything that is on um, that is schema or layout object related, right? It's, yes, pretty much everything. I think the only thing that doesn't move is FileMaker accounts, right? Like and security. Really, yeah. yeah, anything security, privilege sets, and, and user accounts don't move, but pretty much everything else moves. So, it, so generally, an add-on is a package of FileMaker objects and scripts, and what you had just said, that you as a developer can package up in a certain process and then make available to any of your FileMaker custom apps for any of your clients and install those into their app. So, you know, if you want, if you had a, here's a, here's a quick example that just popped in my head. If you as a developer built a checkbox um, a button bar that has two or has a couple checkboxes that look like they change, you know, they get filled in or something and you wanted to make that as an add-on, you would package that up and any of the scripts that you attach to those buttons, any of the underlying tables that you attach to that would, you could package up and then be installed in unlimited number of, of other files. Is that your understanding? Yeah, that's my understanding. And it's really nice because right now when you want to move those kinds of things from say a develop developer resource file, I use something like this for my development where I have it packed with button bars and scripts. And I think this is a pretty common thing for people to do, but you have to follow these general rules of bring fields, bring scripts, bring objects, right? Like that you have to go through that process and don't get it wrong or you start over from the beginning. And it's a little cumbersome. And with add-ons, it's just put it in the repository and drop them in. And, and it's all hooked in already. Yeah. So you and I are talking about add-ons and I'm interested in your impressions. We tried to describe them here, but I'm going to talk with other people about add-ons too and they they may refine our definitions. But I'm interested in your just overall thoughts. So we've we've sort of described it. We've given a, a small picture of it. Tell me what your tell me what you're thinking about this. Are you dreaming about add-ons and just excited to start creating them and sharing them and, and receiving them? Tell me about that. I'm super excited about add-ons because it can be anything from a single button bar or a simple web viewer with some JavaScript to a full multi-table module with scripts that does a very large tasks or multiple tasks and the range of just having the ability to plug in something so small or something so large and powerful is an immense development tool. And it also gives the people at the other end companies who are interested in using these add-ons to add bits and pieces and build out their FileMaker applications 
it gives them a lot of confidence to know that they can just plug these things in and they work. And so you're going to use them. You said you're excited about them. I could hear it in your voice, Tom. I've made some simple ones with, uh, you know, simple web viewer utilities that do things that are just really easy to do in JavaScript. So those are nice. I've done some with button bars specifically, and well, I'll talk a little bit more about one of the benefits of the button bar uh, and the add-on that uh, replaces a process that we, we used to have to do. Yeah, I've, I've gone through making a little bit more complicated schema add-ons that you know plug in and do tasks. So it's been really great. I'm, I'm super excited and I keep trying to think where can I push it, where can I go with it? And right now it's kind of out in the open and I'm hoping that everyone embraces this and really moves forward with it. And Claris knows that people see it, they recognize the value and they start to expand the features on it. Because I think we're still really just in the first iteration of add-ons. I think that it's going to grow. I, I think that we're going to end up with some more features. People are going to push Claris in a direction that they may see, oh, developers are really pushing add-ons in this place we didn't envision it, but it seems to work. People like it, and let's help support that. And so I think that the development community really embracing the add-on lifestyle, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's an interesting way to look at it, right? Because we have this modular idea that comes down from things like modular FileMaker and and such, but this really enhances that sort of way of thinking that you really, you can create modules and they, they plug in, they're very easy to hook into a solution and it's a lot faster and easier to do. I don't even know where it's going to go. And I hear some other people talk about what they're working on and I'm just amazed by it. So it's going to be great. So let's, why don't you describe some of those for us? Let's get specific here. Tell me if you want to share some of them that you have worked on. Um, I, I, I've kind of always been of two minds of that because I'm like, I want to work on this. I don't want anybody to know about it. But now that, you know, now that the add-ons are out there, there's already an explosion and people are starting to share them. Uh, tell us if you want ones that you have worked on. Tell us ones that you have seen. Tell us even like just, you know, what, what other possibilities there are. Get specific too. Oh, get specific. Well, I guess <laughs> I'll talk about one that I really wasn't going to talk about much, but uh, I've been compiling over the years a repository of button bar SVG icons. And I've been building up a file with various layouts with different sets of icons. And I would, you know, a lot of them are custom icons. And some of them come from somewhere else and need some credit, but having icons available to you as a large library of icon sets, it's been really valuable to me as a developer. And I have been compiling it for a long time and I wanted to be able to make that available to other people because I've had people ask me about it. And so amidst getting ready to sort of prep that for going out to the public, 
here comes add-ons, right? And that changes things because that makes it even easier. You, you just do the add-on, you can bring in the button bars, and you can bring your SVG icons in that way. And so it seems like a little bit of a mundane process, but if you're a developer and you want to be able to bring in certain set of icons, it's a really quick and easy way to do it. You know, you mentioned simple and you mentioned complex a while ago. Are add-ons, do you think they're meant for simple things? Do you think they're meant for more complex things? Because the purpose of an add-on, the cool part of an add-on is that it brings over schema, it brings over layouts, and it brings over scripting, right? What's the lowest level of simplicity that, I guess my question is like, do you, you know, in a simple thing, maybe like a button bar, do you, you don't really need the the, the schema that's involved, right? You don't need the layouts that are involved in you that. Don't, in that. But I think that there's a certain level of simplicity. You don't need the button bars, but if you want to move button bars with 300 icons worth of icons in them into your solution, is there a better way? No, I think this is the best way, right? Um, I think it gets rid of a little bit of manual process, but that's probably the lowest level. And when I say simple, it could be a web viewer that's not a big web viewer and it has some JavaScript that may be embedded right into the web viewer. There are no fields. There's no other data connected to it. It's self-contained and it does something and it could be extremely powerful, but it's really just a web viewer object. And do you want to use an add-on to add that web viewer object? The alternative is really distribute another file and then copy it out of one file and paste it into the other layout, right? That so, would have the advantage of not bringing over everything from your add-on package, right? So it, the add-on is created in, as we know from the documentation, it's created in another FileMaker file, which has layouts and tables and you know scripts you can write. Um, so just copying it from one file to the other is manual, but it also doesn't bring over all that cruft for, as an example, a web viewer with JavaScript code inside, right? This is true, but you can slim down the add-on to the point where there are no scripts, there are no layouts, there is nothing but a layout object. So you can strip it down that far. Do you, I was going to ask you that. Have you tested that? Have you tested a zero table file? Is that possible to do to, to create an add-on package that has zero tables, layouts, and scripts? You mentioned the, those last two, but how about the tables? I don't know, man. Why'd you ask me that question? <laughs> okay well um i did hold on if i pull out my laptop i can look I, i'm gonna test it now actually. you're gonna test it now okay so i i did one where i was bringing over only one layout and i don't know that it brought the table with it so so the table the you have to name the the, the layout a certain way and that's in the documentation, which we'll provide right. a link to. Right. Yeah, yeah. But the underlying table of that layout, even though it's got a special name, it still comes over. And that still comes over even though the layout doesn't. That's correct. Yeah. Because it's part of the package. So the, the question is, 
and we're testing it right now, is can we delete that one table? Right. That's an interesting thing, right? I think you would have to go through a process where maybe you add another table so it's not a table-less file and then delete the layout that the delete the table that the layout is based on from the file that it becomes a table list layout. Yeah. Let me, I'm, I'm doing that. Let's see here. There we go. I'm getting the name right now. It's, it's the name starts with an underscore. Um, it's called FM add on template directives underscore. And then you put a, you put a language code after it. So EN. It says unknown, show records from table unknown. Okay. Now I'm going to open the add-on loader file that we use and that we can make available. Um, it's just because there's a script step. We're, we're getting into the details of how to how to run these. I don't think we need to describe that because it's in the documentation. But yeah, um, too detailed in there. So I'm opening up my add-on loader file. I'm running that right now. Okay, it created it. So now I'm going to quit FileMaker. And I'm going to go back to FileMaker and create a new, uh, let's just put it right here. Yeah, in that file, that works. Okay, put it there. Uh, create a new layout. Add-ons. SDF. Test no table group. Oh, so this is one thing too that I just realized. I remembered you you have to, you can't. You, part of the process is to group an object, right? Is to group. Right. It's you to group, to group the object, and you can't group a one item object. It has to be something on there. It has um, to be multiple things in the group. Multiple things in the group. So there we go. Okay, recent add on loader. Okay, so it's there, it's done. Quit FileMaker, start it back up, install. I called it test no table, and boom. Okay, so I brought it over. Yeah, you don't need, yeah. it. If I delete the table in the add-on file, the, the file that I'm creating the add-on in, it nothing comes over. It, uh, it, uh, the object comes over. And I, I assumed scripts would if those scripts were completely like modular, independent, whatever. But there is no extra table. There's no extra add -on, uh, layouts in my file. So you could have a button bar that it, that the only thing that comes over is the button bar and then the silly, you know, the other object that you group together. So, so add-ons can be very simple as as this without having a lot of the extra stuff that you don't need, in this case, a table or a bunch of scripts. Okay. Yeah, they can be very simple. and they, they can be very complex. And I think it's up to the developer to really decide. You don't want to just move a couple text objects in an add-on. That's really not worth the effort. I think that that is You're right. certainly possible, but no one really wants that. There's no real need for that. You could just copy a button bar from one. But I get your idea of the manual because you still will have to copy it every time. Whereas if you create it as an add-on, you're, you're, you're putting it inside of the FileMaker uh, application directory and it's there, right? It's there. So you instead of copy opening up another file, copying it and pasting it, you're just installing the add-on 
into each new file. Okay, that's great. Right. Cool. Um, what other uh, uh, what other specific uh, add-on ideas have you seen out there? What have I seen? I've seen calendars, right? Some calendar, popular yeah. calendar products that are out there for FileMaker. I've seen. Um, I have seen a lot of JavaScript ones, but the cool thing is this doesn't have to be a JavaScript thing, right? I don't. We at Geist Interactive love JavaScript. We are going to create and have created add-ons that are JavaScript based, but there are. Th- millions of add-ons possible that are that have nothing to do with the web viewer um i remember who did who did a someone did a a a card window calendar like a date picker kind of thing and it was i think it was like repeating fields or um objects or something that could be an add-on right instead of a few of those i think uh matt petrowski did a really good one that's been around for a couple of years that a lot of people use yeah, so those those could be add-ons, and you know we're just we're just starting to see them now. We're just starting to see what uh, add-ons are getting out there. Um, so that's that's exciting. I and we kind of talked about this, but do you think there's going to be an overkill of add-ons? Is is are we going to make add-ons? Are we going to make things into add-ons that really don't need to be made into add-ons? Are we? I don't we as a- we're going to head too far in that direction, but I okay. think that we may head in the direction of add-ons become the new FileMaker development, right? Oh, interesting. Right. If, if you're a developer, why would you go to the effort to produce a lot of work when you can just acquire an add-on that will plug right in and work? And I think that that's very unique. And I think it's very similar to an evolution that we had with the ability for FileMaker to really easily interact with APIs, uh, certainly leveraging things like Claire's Connect to work with other web services. Why would you build an accounting solution in FileMaker when you can use QuickBooks Online and FMQBO, right? Just mm-hmm. it's just not necessary. Don't build a whole accounting suite. Don't do those things because you can go find the right tool for the job. And I think what add-ons are going to do for FileMaker is probably push in the direction of developers may say, why would I build this all? I can just acquire the add-on that provides me all the functionality I'm looking for, plug it in, and now I don't have to do that part. It's a That's a great possibility. I love that idea of a, UP, uh, a UPS add-on that brings over the scripting needed, maybe a few global yeah. fields. Right? I think integration add-ons are going to be a big thing. I think yeah. there's already some out there, and I think they're just going to keep on coming. I think that you give people the few fields that they need. They fill in the data. They don't need to worry anything about the heavy lifting, the scripting, the logging, any of that stuff, it just already gets handled. All they had to do was drag and drop the add-on on the way out, and they've got the the entire suite of the tool to do that particular integration or particular part of an integration with a web service, and and it's done. A simple one that I've been working on is for sending emails with an email service, right? So if you have 
an email service and you want to do transactional emails or you know marketing emails, whatever you want to do, instead of going through the process of having to store you know server names and login credentials and do all these things that we used to have to do with SNTP, then really all you need is an API key and fields to put in the address of who it's going to, the subject and the body of the message and hit send. And you're sending email. So your entire email, I won't say email client, but entire email process of sending out these emails to your customers as you may need to or keep in contact with them, it's really as easy as just doing a drag and drop into FileMaker. That's amazing. Um, yeah, Todd built a Stripe integration one already. And it was that just was a, I saw that. yeah, it's one layout that opens, actually you set it to open up in a card window, you put in your information and it, it goes to Stripe and processes the credit card. So that's, that's the kind of cool stuff that, that things are going to explode. And it occurs to me as we're talking that some people who don't even know FileMaker who have never opened it in their life could build the add-ons for FileMaker developers. Somebody who knows the API of Stripe or Office 365 or whatever, they could build something. They could, they might need a FileMaker developer to kind of help them understand scripting, I guess, but they could really just focus on that and um, give it out to the community. JavaScript developers could do that. There's, you know, there's a couple things you need to know about working in JavaScript, and maybe JavaScript developers can work with me or um, other FileMaker slash JavaScript developers out there. But they could build add-ons for us and 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 have them available wherever that will be. So absolutely, and I think we could maybe envision a place where these things are available in the community. I think add-ons may go in a direction somehow where developers who invest a lot of time and effort into an add-on that does an integration, it may start to function for them as an actual product, which they can yeah. sell to people. Yep. Uh, and it sort of replaces the old process of uh, you know, purchasing a file that has functionality. You have to copy, first copy my custom functions, then copy my do all of these things, right? So when an add-on gives the end user a lot better ability to actually use something like that and not have to go through the arduous process for someone who's not experienced with it to migrate all of that information into their file and hook it up. I think that that's amazing. I think it's that's... a huge value add for, for those developers who provide those kinds of products. Do you think some dev shops, some people will sort of switch <laughs> to full-time add-on development? They may. They may. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, Are you, would you consider doing that? Would you spend some of your work day, work week on creating add-ons? Absolutely. I've already set aside a number of hours a week that I spend playing with add-ons. So <laughs> I think that that just will continue. And as I think of new things, I'll make it an add-on and I'll make it available to the community. And at, at some point, if I feel that I have something that is a large effort and seems like it's worth something, maybe I'll see how that works as monetizing it. I'm not sure, but I think that having this ability for people to more easily 
put things together and distribute them is nice. And it, it doesn't come with the overhead of having to distribute a whole FileMaker file in the sense that they have to distribute a file, distribute a username and a password, and then move all the stuff. But that makes it clunky. If you can just distribute the add-on and they can add it at will, that's great. And the other amazing thing about add-ons, which I, I know we're not going to talk a lot about, but as soon as you're done with the add-on, it can be removed and it just goes away. Some people look at that as like, oh, that's not good, but it could be great, right? Maybe somebody is using a calendar picker add-on and it's working great and they see one that they like better a year from now and they want to put that one in. Well, it's really easy, right? You just remove the one you had and add the one you want and that becomes the process. And it, yeah. it, I think that that in itself helps users drive good development because end users and companies don't get locked into something that's definitely hard-coded into their system. They've got modules they can switch out at will uh, to a certain extent. And I, I think that that drives better development on the developer end to say, oh, well, we made this, but let's make it better. Let's keep people you know, using newer and better stuff because it's easy for them to switch it out. Uh, yeah, that's there's and there's some stuff in there that you we're going to purposely gloss over because there's a lot of unknowns, like how to deal with versions and and so forth. And you know, you can definitely uninstall mine and put in another person's calendar picker or whatever. But if I'm updating mine, how will you know and so forth? And and we don't know the full scope of that. We're going to spend some time talking about what we would love to see in a, in a marketplace of add-ons, but there are some, some uh, things to consider. What I know you've played with them. What are, what are uh, things you're finding? What's, what's little intricacies that you, Tom have found that um, you want to share with us? I think it's, it's interesting that if you go through the right process, you can use, add-ons to transport themes and it's a maybe a little bit easier than transporting themes from one file to another than doing the import process so that part i think is interesting it's one of the sort of side things that i noticed as i was moving add-ons into files and then removing them and kind of working with what happens after an add-on's removed um, one thing that was kind of a neat find is that if you do bring in button bars with SVGs, uh, with custom icons, and then you remove the add-on, the icons stay there. So that's cool. I, I like that. <laughs> and uh, what, yeah, they're, they're just uh, I think we things. I think we discovered at one point that um, if you bring over a custom menu, so you're... The add-on packages we've sort of described is a collection of layouts and scripts and tables. Although we just, you know, just found out that you don't need any of those. You just need layout objects to bring over. Um, but if one of those layouts that you plan on packaging up has a custom menu on it, that custom menu will get installed into your app 
but as I was testing it and, and, um, I haven't tested it recently, but as I was testing it, the custom menu does not get applied to that layout. So if layout a has a default custom menu called, you know, my custom menu that, 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 that custom menu gets installed, but it doesn't get applied to that layout. That is you, you've already got something applied and assigned to that layout, but you can go and use it and assign it to a layout in the future. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That may be a bug that they need to work on. I know that this is not complete. We, we said at the beginning, this seems to be a, a good first step or maybe a second step because now we can create them, but there are, are some things we got to oh, understand. I, I discovered a thing, which we won't talk about much, but you can end up with a layout that doesn't have a theme. So yeah, things are, things, things are possible in this first iteration of it, but I think that Claris is certainly, they should be proud of it. It's an amazing feature. And I think that they're, absolutely looking at making sure that there's very regular updates to this piece of the product. So let's, let's talk about um, dis- distribution of add-ons. You know, we're um, starting to see them already in the community and, but you know, it, it could probably be disorganized. And I, I worry that the community is going to fill up with posts of add-ons and, and without any sort of organization or structure. Um, we know that, there is a, a FileMaker Marketplace or a, a Claris Marketplace. Um, so what would be your ideal way to distribute add-ons from, from you? And what would be the ideal way to get the add-ons from other people? I've thought about this quite a lot, actually. So let me run through the things that I have envisioned in my perfect world that if this was available in this way, I would be super happy about it. So I think that community style add-ons, I think that those would be great if they were organized on the Claris community site in a repository that people can search and find and maybe give it a marketplace kind of feel without it being a marketplace like what the partner marketplace is. I, I think that that's good because it allows people to come to the Claris community site and interact with the community or even just be exposed to it a little bit in order to get to that space, but also have a good central place where uh, these add-ons that may do something simple or just somebody wants to share their, um, you know, their file or their solution. It certainly could be, um, something where on the community site, if somebody needed help and instead of sending them a whole file that they open, you just send them, oh, well, I worked up a demo, just drop this add-in on, or just drop this add-on in. And then they can drop it in, see how it works, test it with their system, and then remove it if they want to. So it becomes a really good sort of community tool to have add-ons in that way. I think also that it would be nice to see good quality add-ons from Claire's partners in the partner marketplace. I think that that's a place for it in my mind. I think it's a good place for it. When it comes to consuming the add-ons for myself or being on the other end of the distribution, 
I think that the community, again, is a go-to place that's sort of a give-and-take community atmosphere. And I think that the partner marketplace is good. And I think that that should be available as sort of a, if not right within FileMaker Pro, uh, you know, directly linked out of FileMaker Pro, maybe some sort of menu or scrollable thing where you can look at add-ons inside a panel in FileMaker Pro, maybe in... There's a little bit there now of prepackaged add-ons, but wouldn't it be nice if we could go into uh, layout mode and look at all available partner add-ons, you know, through FileMaker Pro and go, oh, wow, this is everything that's here. It's all organized. I can do this. I can do that. If it's something you have to buy, maybe there's some centralized system that lets you do it. That that would just be amazing because it's right there inside your development environment. You don't have to leave. You find it. You you get a little preview. You you get it. You drop it in, and you keep keep going. That would be super cool. Yeah, I look I look forward to that. I assume I don't know. But it would be awesome. I hope something like that is being worked on now. I know uh, Adobe has that for their uh, all their products, and uh, I'm sure that that uh, that Claris is is thinking of it some way in some ways too. So um, I think Adobe is like it's a really good example that Adobe really started as a a niche software that was super super expensive. And because of the way that they've diversified their platform, they've turned into this utility that so many people have and use, and it's very useful to them. And they're able to use it in their daily work all the time. And watching the evolution of that entire platform go where it went, and not to say Claire's is following in those footsteps, but to be sort of treading down a similar path, I think it just says great things about where Claris is heading with FileMaker. Yeah, very cool. Well, um, we'll wrap this up. We're going to have other discussions on um, on uh, add-ons, and there'll be a lot talked about in the in the forums and uh, at Geist Interactive and such. But Tom, I'm glad for your thoughts. I think you had some great thoughts about them. I know you were <laughs> super excited about them, so I wanted to see what you all what you had to say about them um yeah well, so this is cool i'm I had a, a great time talking with you about it and you've certainly inspired a few more thoughts with me on that's that. that's great well i'm we're gonna we're gonna cut this off because i'm gonna go make some add-ons now and get them out there so <laughs> all right thanks Jeremy. all right thanks talk to you later bye-bye And that brings us to the end of another episode of The Context Podcast. Thanks to Big Tom for his thoughts about the new Claret's FileMaker add-ons. I'm excited to see what comes of them in the community. I hope to see lots of JavaScript-based ones especially, but I'll welcome any that provided additional functionality that I could just drop into my file. If you're so inclined, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can reach out also at info at and let us know your thoughts. Until next week, the Context Podcast is keen.